0: Oh, hello everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Shrinkin' Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very, very much for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Hello, hello.
1: And before we go too much further in, today is Memorial Day. At least for us recording. By the time you hear it, obviously some time will have lapsed. But definitely want to send uh, you know our thoughts and considerations out there to the men and women that have uh, lost their lives protecting our freedoms and whatnot. Very important to both John and I. I'm going to assure you that.
0: Very important to both of us. I know that I have a lot of family that have served in the military. Zeke, I don't know about you. We've never really talked about that. I'm incredibly grateful for those who have fought, served, and paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. So thank you to those individuals. If they are listening in a better place, thank you to those families that had to have uh, lived with the sacrifice that they have done. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is just for all of you that are fortunate enough to have the freedom that others have fought, continue to fight for, you know, make sure to go out there and get involved, volunteer with some veterans organizations. We know some people and we make sure to go to a few benefits a year. I'm not saying it for any other reason than you, you guys should just go out and get involved. There's a lot of people that are coming home, there's a lot of people that are, are living with the other side of serving our country, and just go out there and do something good for them, get involved and, and help out. Zeke, what's been going on? I mean, it's Memorial Day. Did you go away for the weekend? Um, yeah, it's been a little bit busy.
1: Saturday, we went back to Georgia, where my folks are from, or still are, and I'm from, rather. I uh, spent some time there. I tried to uh, dodge around some rain showers. Had a pretty good time. Got to take the boys swimming for a couple of days. Got out on the ATV a little bit.
0: So you did country stuff?
1: Yeah, last night we got really uh,
0: uber redneck. My
1: best friend and his kids came over. Uh, old man cooked out. We, uh... We, we literally like, you see storms, clouds rolling in off the backside of the property. I mean, they're dark too, just nasty looking. And we had a whole slew of fireworks just raring to go. <clears throat> so I was like, all right, we got to just pump these things out, like boom, 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 boom. And literally, I mean, it was just, just rattling them off. Um, pretty good sets, like the little boxes that shoot like 12 or 15, 20 things out of the time.
0: The cops cover, you guys way far out and don't get that.
1: It would be a combination of the second one, plus, evidently, uh, where I'm from now inside the city limits. It's legal, so they can't say a word. A couple of neighbors said some unchoice words, and I'm pretty sure some dogs weren't too happy, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't take a joke. How about yourself? I think you did a little uh, road excursion as well.
0: Yeah, well, we went up to Chad, or we went down to Chattanooga, and we went to look uh, more can- of
1: a. Uh, horizontal move than a
0: vertical you know a southeasterly move <laughs> uh we went down and, and went to lookout mountain we got to see seven states at one time stand on the side of the mountain get rained on we tried to go to ruby falls but my daughter was hitting us in the head and we had to abort the mission the line was just way too long it wasn't good for a holiday weekend uh, i do have to give a special shout out to tim over the owner of Chattanooga whiskey. I posted that I was down there. I went in Chattanooga whiskey to get a hat. He called me in a drink. I just want to say thank you very, very much. That was extremely nice of you. Thank you so much for the drink. I got to try their experimental weeded Mashville. I really excited over the things that Chattanooga is doing. I love that they are distilling their own stuff now. We know they used to be MGP. The stuff that is coming out of Chattanooga is super interesting, super exciting. And I know that you know we keep talking about it, but we're going to have to get down there for a day trip, sit down with Tim, do some recording, try some of their other stuff. I know they're game for it. I know we're game for it. And we would love to do it. So, Tim, if you're listening, put it on your radar. We have to pen a date in the calendar and get down and see you. Uh, so that was all. And then we went to the aquarium. So kids love the aquariums. Sophia kept talking about the turtles. All she wanted to do was see the turtle. There were like four sharks swimming around a tank. And she's like, where are the turtles?
1: Well, at least she, uh, she pays attention to them. I think Charleston just runs through the entire place. Like, it, it's a race to him.
0: Oh, no. She stayed at, like, at the, the window And she kept just saying, where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Yeah,
1: Charleston just full tilt, like...
0: Oh, well, it was good. I hope you all enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. I know this is now a week and a half later. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. I hope you also took some time out to sit and reflect, as we mentioned before. It's very, very important, but... Zeke, I don't want to get us off on a tangent for too long. Let's drink some whiskey. Let's do it. <laughs> you brought a couple of gifts tonight, I just oh. have to say.
1: Well, one was a gift to both of us, and one's a gift from me to you.
0: Which one is which?
1: Well, the Blantons I picked up on my own.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I think somebody gave us an over half
1: full bottle of Blanton Silver, bottled in one I mean, John, we, we have some really quality friends, but I'm just going to drop off over a half bottle with it and say, hey, you guys, have fun.
0: It's super nice of them, though. <laughs> but the, the Blanton Silver, which is discontinued. I have never seen a Blanton Silver until you brought it over. Bottled in 2001. It is 98 proof, 49% ABV. Do, do we know how old... I mean, a lot of the plant says six to eight years. I mean, it's like
1: the rest of them. They're not going to tell you how long it's set in the barrel. They'll just tell you what day it's
0: dumped. And it's a Japanese import, right? Well, it would have been an
1: export, but yeah.
0: Or we export it from America to Japan.
1: And then somebody was nice enough to bring it back home.
0: Yes. Let's talk about this. Let's drink this one for a second because I am super excited. It's the one on your left. The one that when you make your your hand.
1: I know it makes an L. Yeah. If you hold them up, one. Hey, buddy! You, some people got the L and the R. Some people learned to, you know, drop the two, carry the nine, add the one, something on those lines.
0: Well, I just say in case anybody from Louisville that roots for the Cards is listening, you know, it's the one that makes the L. It's not the opposite one.
1: And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you sit back and enjoy this, John. Honestly, I've, I've had a few uh, taste of it by now. To me, it's amazing. Without even getting into it tonight, just a hint off the nose, it, it's really creamy, thick, velvety kind of, I guess thick and soft at the same time, like a a velvet would be just plush velvet. I don't know. That's what comes to mind for me. I've got a sample of a 96 Rock Hill Farms that I need to do a side-by-side of these two on not desperately, but it's got a high priority on my to-do list. It's just too many other things are on that list as well. But either way, both of these pours to me because I've had a nip off that uh, Rock Hill Farm from 96 as well. To say it doesn't compare to what we get now
0: is is probably an understatement, honestly. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> this is the creamiest bourbon I have ever
1: had. I mean, like I say, it's thick, but it's inviting. Like It pulls you in. It's got a, a softness to it and a comfort. I mean... Plush Velvet,
0: I don't know. It's like a creamy candy bar. It's like I jumped into... Like, if I took every single one of my daughter's softest stuffed animals and put them in a pit and jumped into it, that, like, just enveloping you and it's so soft. It does not taste 98 proof, number one. It is no burn, just... Coats your entire mouth in creamy nougaty caramel goodness. That's the only.
1: W- I mean, it's just it's very balanced, very easygoing. I mean, there, there's nothing overwhelming about it. But to me, literally, it just, it just envelops you, or you know, it it just wraps itself around you somehow, even though you're the one tasting it.
0: I will say, I don't think the nose does justice for the taste. If you were going off the nose, I mean, I think the nose is okay, but the nose does not prepare you for how this is going to taste when it actually hits your lips. Yeah,
1: I can see that. I mean, having it more than once already, to me as soon as I get to the nose, I'm already brought back to that place of where I know I'm fixing to land.
0: Like the nose is the nose is okay, but it's not creamy. There's almost a slight burn on the nose. It doesn't prepare you. I get a slight tingle from the nose. It does not prepare you for what happens once this actually hits your li- like. I feel like Frank the Tank. I don't know. Fill it up again once it tastes your lips. It's so good.
1: Well, I think it's just like, like I say the olfactory memory of um once you've had it and then you, a few weeks later, as soon as you get that smell again, like you you know what's fixing to happen. You know, like oh wow.
0: Sorry, I got it wrong. It tastes so good once it hits your lips. Hey,
1: you know, you in movie quotes.
0: I was just... <laughs> I will say, I did post a picture of an alligator from the aquarium, and I did a Happy Gilmore quote, and we got more engagement from people talking about the Happy Gilmore quote. What, well, was supposed to be a crocodile? Yeah. Ah, oh, John. Hey, Chubbs, remember the gator that got your hand? Well, I got his head. That's how Chubbs died. He fell out the, fell out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie's so good. There's so many good
1: quotes from that movie, Zeke. I, I'll believe you. I mean, I've seen it. It just doesn't rank in my, my bank of movies with quotes.
0: Only 364 more days until next year's hockey tryouts.
1: You've clearly watched this recently.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, the Bob Barker fight between oh I remember that much
1: that's pretty epic and then the only thing missing was his little um, his
0: microphone is like a <laughs> wand to just beat the tar out of him well I mean if you think about it there's are you too good for your home when he's talking to the ball there's a uh, doing the bull dance feeling the flow working it working it play it where it lies all the shooter McGavin quotes there how, how do you not quote happy Gilmore on a daily basis
1: how do you not like the nose of Blanton's 2001?
0: I don't love it. Really? I mean, to me,
1: it's... it's I feel like you got a, a, a very lightly toasted marshmallow. With strawberry jam on it, maybe, or something. Well, here's the thing. Some, some type of very sweet and light fruit preserve just sitting on top of that barely toasted strawberry.
0: It's an incorrect statement, because I don't hate it. It's just not... Like, the palate is so good that i feel like the nose is okay the nose just doesn't blow me away like the palate does you know it's almost deceiving because you go in first you smell you have an idea for how it's going to be and the nose does not prepare you for how good this tastes
1: now granted you guess to at least put the put things in perspective from what i gather on these i think the the fair market secondary wise is probably around seven to eight times what it would cost to get today's bottle of Blanton's. So where does that put you with it? More, uh, maybe six to seven, but somewhere in that that six to eight range.
0: So like 360 bucks or Uh, more?
1: I mean, to me, Blanton's is 60 bucks a bottle.
0: Yeah. So six times six is 36.
1: Yeah. And eight times six is 48.
0: So somewhere in between there. Somewhere in between three sixty and four hundred and eighty bucks. I mean, I was trying to be inconspicuous, but well, we can we can just speak. <laughs> we're we're friends here, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I don't well,
1: unless you live up in um what is it, Oregon, that has that ridiculous sales
0: tax where Blanton's like hundred bucks or oh. all booze is just jacked up. Everything is. I I couldn't live there. I couldn't live there for that reason. Like, beautiful country. Yeah, no, I mean, I've
1: taught people in second year, and they're like, normally. I just have a friend in a bordering state buy it for me, and I just pay him to ship it because I still come out way better than if I went to the store down the street and bought it.
0: I would love to live up there. I mean, it's beautiful. You got the mountains. The weather isn't too bad. But man, I would just do road trips. I would, like four times a year, I would just drive someplace, get a whole bunch of stuff and come back. But you'd probably lose out on all the good stuff. Oh, you never know. As long as they know you're coming. As long as somebody knows you have a case of early times, bottled in bond, Zeke would be fine.
1: Hey, man, uh, I put a hurting on one this weekend. Did you?
0: Yeah. You bring it down Georgia? Is that the devil going down to Georgia? No, that's not the devil. That's a saint right there. <laughs> it's the savior. The saints were marching in. Yeah. I wouldn't pay secondary for that. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's a lot of money for me. Not everybody is in that boat. There's going to be people. So if you have discretionary income and you can spend 360 to 480 yes, my advice to you, go ahead and do it. But, you know, we're dads. We got kids to worry about. We got expenses. Yeah, I picked this up as an
1: open and the guy had it and got his taste from it and he'd move it along. So I came in at a much better position.
0: If somebody wants to do that for me, I am fine to take your sloppy seconds. I would absolutely take an open bottle of this at a good price.
1: Well, this would be a fun one, too. You know, even if you're stuck paying closer to that mid, high, and secondary range. You know, if you and a group of friends like Blanton's, that's your jam. That wouldn't be a bad split. Everybody walks away with, you know, four or six ounces out of it or something. I mean, you still spend a fair chunk of coin, but I don't think anybody, unless you just are Blanton's
0: diehard, needs a full bottle of this at full-on secondary price. It gets into something that we talk about a lot. I mean, I don't think people realize how much we actually split bottles, right? If there's something that is coming out that it's super expensive, you and I both can't justify doing it, I have no shame in saying, hey, Zeke, you want to split this bottle or You know, hey, Zeke and a couple other of our friends, you know, we can each get 200 milliliters of this. How do you feel? Or 150 milliliters. It's enough to have a couple, you know, two, three pours of it. That's all we really want to do is, is wet our beak, say that we had it, say that we had it a couple times so we can see how it changes over time. That's all stuff that we're interested in. But I don't necessarily need to spend the 400 No. Yeah? You know?
1: I mean, what's that full bottle going to do you really other than once you get to about a third deep in it, you just kind of look at it like, hmm, what are me and you going to do now?
0: And how long am I going to hold on to you? Right? It takes up space. You're sitting there. Then you realize you get to a certain point. You might only have a little bit left and you go... Man, I only have a little bit left of Blanton Silver. I want to have that bottle in my collection so that people see it. If you're that type of person. Which
1: randomly, I'll go on a different tangent while I think about it. But I heard, it's maybe one of those things that's kind of antiquated and you used to do it like so many other things in the industry. But I've heard if you either ride into Buffalo Trace or maybe even send in all the different bottle tops with the letters... They'll send you back something to mount them all in. Yep. So you have to send them all in, or you send a letter saying, hey, I got them.
0: I don't know if you have to do, like, letters or pictures or something, but Buffalo Trace is pretty awesome about taking care of you if you've collected, if if you've Pokemoned it up, and you got to catch them all.
1: Pokemon, huh? Yeah. Man. (laughs) Ha
0: (laughs) ha. Just saying, you got to catch them all. Because there are people out there that try to actually flip the bottle tops on secondary. I just want to let you all know, you can go to the Buffalo Trace website and buy them for like seven bucks a piece. Or something great. I mean, it's something not, it's not going to kill you. If you really need that N, you know, they'll have one for you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Which, there's two N's in there. So how do you know if you're getting the first one or the second one? (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So before we fall any further into this hole of blatant silver, which uh, I'm sure John will have to cut some out with the time restraints. But,
0: oh, it's so good, though.
1: Um, no, it is. It's a really good pour and just, a, like anything else, a throwback to
0: creamy mm, nougat. This is what they used to
1: put out. Where is this now?
0: I want more.
1: Um, should you want more, the date on this bottle is nine seventeen oh one. one If 9.17 holds significant value to anyone listening to this, shoot us a message, let us know why. We'll get you a taste out for sure. Uh Uh-oh. The sirens are coming for you. (laughs) It's your bad math, John. They're coming back to get you for all those years.
0: And I do have to mention we are a little behind. We do have to get out samples for the Long Branch episode, so... Sometime this week, you and I will have to do the randomizer and figure out who won, so that we can we can get that stuff out.
1: Might need to make sure I didn't kill the long branch too.
0: You might have to get another just to <laughs> send a sample. Damn. <laughs> uh, all right. So, but yeah, send us something and send us a direct message. Yeah, like we, I say
1: nine seventeen had to be oh one, but if if nine seventeen holds any value to you. People chase down these Blantons for dates, sorry, to begin with. so.
0: But you're not going to send them the bottle. You'll just send them a little... No,
1: I'll give them a taste of yeah. 917 juice from 2001. I'm more than happy to share. I'll say I, I landed
0: a pretty good, solid deal on this one. Um, so let's, let's go to this other one that you brought me. It is a Smooth Ambler Old Scout, which is really hard to find. We've seen a lot of 10 years, a lot of 11 years. This is actually a 12-year Smooth Ambler Old Scout. It's 51.6% ABV. It's barrel 5923 for those of you that are interested and was dumped on 315.18. So this was dumped in March. I don't think any
1: of us have any uh, reasonable idea of how many barrels Smooth Ambler is still holding on to, but they've got to be getting few and far between. Especially as much as they seem to be using their reservoirs for blends now that, to me have been less than par, to say the least, for a while.
0: The crazy thing, and I think, you know, it's kind of going along the same thing for Meade and, and some of these other places that got the MGP. Everybody got MGP when it was aging, you know three, four, five, six years when the prices were better, now all of this stuff from all of these different distilleries that were using MGP, you saw those picks. They were going nine years, then 10 years, then 11 years. They're at the point now where a lot of these are at 12 years, and a lot of these distilleries, you think about what Smooth Ambler's doing, you think about what Nelson's Greenbrier that does Mead is doing. All of these are starting to kind of switch into their own distillate because they have been aging their own while they have been putting out this MGP juice. This is kind of getting to their last batches of that MGP stuff. This one, though, to me, the the 12-year-old Smooth Ambler, pretty oaky. And, and once they're starting to get into those higher ages of the MGP, it makes me think, is that sweet spot of MGP 10, 11 years?
1: No, and I, I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Is that a no, you agree with me, or a no, you disagree with me?
1: Well, I said no, comma, I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Oh, I thought it would be yes, comma, I couldn't agree with well, you. Well, it was
1: to the first question about is two, 12 years too much. You know, I probably shut down afterward. I heard that part.
0: Well, then your answer would be yes. Is this one of those
1: where the comma last thing... Uh, I'm not the best at English here, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> you're, you're just saying you agree with me that you think 12 years is too old.
1: No, I I, I totally do. Last week ended up um, at, at one of our uh, more frequented stores. They had some samples in, um, not Smooth Ambler, but MGP Juice, Blom Brothers. Um, it was four different ones, all 12 years, looking to do a, or possibly do a single barrel pick. To me, they, they were they were all just an, an oak mess. One wasn't. It was still 12 years, and it was a, a lower proof than the rest, so that could have had something to do with it as well.
0: But this one is not, I mean, it's 103 proof, 103.2. It's not I think high.
1: it really begins to shine somewhere in that 11-year range. I mean, it was, it was laughable to me that the 12-year single barrel seems so much more prevalent oak. Than what the small batch is that the sorry not to deviate from Smooth Ambler, but you know it's a random sample. But what the Blom Brothers has, I mean I think it's super sweet for a small batch. Yeah. Um and, and to me I the more we see these later releases coming out, even the Boone County stuff, it's good, but when you put it up against some younger brethren, I mean the, the The bitter just shows so much.
0: Now, I love Boone County, but Boone County has always tasted a little bit more oaky to me than, and and maybe that's because I have only had their 12 years. I haven't had their 10 year ones. But I mean, if you remember, we did that blind and the mic drop, the the Belmede and Mm -hmm. the Boone County, and that Boone County just tasted light years older. It yeah, was I'm like an old man you, sitting on when, a rocking when, when, chair. When you put it
1: next to the younger siblings, yeah. alone, you don't pick it up as much. I think the nose still reminds so many people of, of older Smooth Ambler releases or other MGP products. But when you really put it up side by side, oh man, you, it gets gray hairs all over.
0: That's the thing. I mean, I think you're going to love it if it's on its own. You do it on a side by side or a blind, you are going to definitely tell that that is older than the rest. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's MGP goodness. We know that. I just, if I had a choice between an 11-year MGP and this 12-year-old SAOS, I'm going to pick that 11-year. I don't even really care what distillery it is.
1: No, I mean, I think I could probably even do you, not a plus one, but even a a more linear reach. A nine-year, I would definitely take. An eight-year, I probably would. Just because I'd rather have a sweet candy corn as opposed to that bitter back end. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of, of corn by any means, but if I'm going to have to, you know, choose between one or the other.
0: Zeke I, hates I thought I corn didn't. was your kryptonite, and now it's oak?
1: No, I'm just saying I have to pick between the two. And granted, to me, that's a different corn than some other people's corn, but that's a different story for a different time. But their eight-year-old, where it tastes young, I would take... An eight-year-old MGP over a twelve-year, almost hands down.
0: If I am sure there's
1: outline barrels. But uh, if someone wants to prove me wrong, we can give you our address.
0: If if I had a theme song for you, though, I always think of rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey, whiskey makes Zeke feeling frisky.
1: And then I just have John next to me, and the feeling goes away. <laughs>
0: I'm a good cuddler. (laughs) (laughs) So, this Smooth Ambler, I mean, I like it. It's just, it's got the oak. And I think the more I have bourbon, the more I have whiskey. For me, I can almost deal with the corn more than you can. I I get, you know, that youth. And we're going to talk about that in our blind tonight. But when it tastes too oaky to me, that is a bigger turnoff because it's a little bit drier and as Dan the bearded dram would say it's tight mm-hmm. right like once it gets to be yeah, just pucker. yeah it's like when you cook chicken too much and then it's really dry chicken it's I'm, I just think to myself like that was left in the oven just a
1: little bit too long and at least on the upside to this folks at Smooth Ambler they know they're popular they know they Sorted out and put out some really great bottles, barrels. However, you want to look at it, both. At least they didn't upcharge the price on this. Is hey, here's some of our few random left stocks we just sat on, and now they're primo ready to go. It's 115 dollars a bottle for our 12 here. I mean, they didn't do that. Not nothing else. Kudos to them. I, I appreciate that side of things.
0: Yeah, it's so much older. It's wiser. Let's go ahead and put it out for more money. No, they kept it at the same price, so thank you for that. That being said, I don't want anybody to think we're being overly harsh on it. There's plenty of stuff tonight that we will be overly harsh on. I think it's good on its own if you have it with anything else that's a little bit younger. It almost goes back to the Four Roses thing, because there have been some Four Roses picks that have come out that have been... You know 12 13 14 years and people were jumping over themselves for them and it's almost like that sweet spot for four roses is even eight to eleven years so or even eight to ten years not even eight to eleven but eight to ten years is is that sweet spot the the thing I want to get across you know when we think about hashtag rethink how you drink don't automatically equate age to being better than something else especially in whiskey because it's all in how it was aged the the climate over that particular aging um, of the barrel you know there could be a lot of 100 you know 100 plus days uh, in the temperature that, that's really pushing the the whiskey into the wood there could have been a particularly harsh winter where It didn't really get a lot of variants, So there's a lot of stuff that goes into every single one of those barrels and how it was aged. And that's why, to use the Four Roses example again, you can have two same mashes that are distilled on two different years that taste completely different.
1: Well, at the same time, especially in this day and age with store picks, single barrel picks, whatever you you want to look at it, if something has that much age to it, um, there could be a reason that nobody picked it. I mean, obviously, there's the one side of, well, maybe the Master stiller had it. He really was fond of it, said it wasn't ready yet. This is going to be a special barrel. Pulls it off to the side, sits on it, you know, does his thing with it. Or at the same time, maybe group after group came in and tasted this thing. And they just kept kicking it to the back of the line. And some years later, all right, here's this, uh, hmm, this thing over here. What do we want to do with it?
0: Don't you think at that point, though, they would have released, like, they just would have put it into a different batch?
1: I mean, I figured they'd just call it rhetoric.
0: (laughs) On that note, what we are going to do is we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. Our friend Rick, who is mainly bourbon on Instagram, that's M-A-I-N-E-L-Y bourbon. He sent us some bourbon from Maine. And we've been sitting on this for a while until we had a good night to do it. But he went above and beyond each one of his sample bottles. He actually made labels of the distilleries that they came from and the actual bottles they came from. Rick really went above and beyond with these. He sent us five different bourbons from Maine. These are all distilled in Maine. This is not sourced juice. This is stuff that people are actually putting out. Maine is is becoming a little hot spot. There's tons of articles out there on what Maine is actually doing for their whiskey and and how they're distilling it. So we figured, you know, hey, we're stuck down here in Tennessee, but I am a an ex-New Englander that now lives in Tennessee. You, know, you can take the guy out of New England, can't take the New England out of the guy. So we're going to go Take it back to a little where I'm from. I mean, I'm from Massachusetts, but it's close enough. All those states are close up there. So we're going to go see what Maine is doing. So, Zeke, go ahead. Fast forward that tape. We'll come back. I'll tell you a little bit about these bourbons and and whiskeys. Not all of them are bourbons, by the way. But we'll talk about these whiskeys, talk about what we thought, and uh, we'll we'll do what we always do because we'll blind taste each other and rank them. On that note.
1: I wish I was in Dixie Hooray, hooray I wish I was in
0: Dixieland Alright, and we are back In the break We had five different bourbon Or whiskeys from Maine So the first one In no particular order, we had Split Rock Organic Bourbon Whiskey. It comes in at 88 proof, 44% ABV. The MSRP on this one is $52.99. It is non-age stated. Fun fact about this one, it is 100% organic. Everything about this is organic, including the mash that comes out of it as a result that they use for feed at farms. All of this stuff is organic. So, cool little story there. Next one, Old Port Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 90 proof, 45% ABV. The MSRP on this one is $40. The age is around two years. It might be a little less than two years on this one. The next was 50 Stone Handmade American Single Malt. So this is a malted whiskey, not a bourbon. It is 90 proof, 45% ABV. The MSRP on this is $45. It is not age stated, but it does state that it is mature beyond its years, which really just means it's young. It is 100% main grown barley in this one. Locally harvested seaweed is used in the malting process. It took 50 stone, so that's why it's called 50 stone or 700 pounds of barley to make one barrel of this whiskey, Zeke. Why? Because that's what it took, but that's how it got its name. The is it next because one of the seaweed. What is it? Because of the seaweed? Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll talk about it. Next one, Wiggly Bridge Small Barrel Bourbon Whiskey. It's ninety-six proof, forty-eight percent ABV. The MSRP is sixty-one seventy-five. This one is four years old. And Zeke, a fun fact for you, if you go to the Wiggly Bridge website, they have lots of great recipes for drinks, which is something I know you're always looking for, but lots of good cocktail recipes on Wiggly Bridge's site. Last but not least, we have Tidewalker Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 44% ABV, 88 proof. This comes from New England Distilling. Fun fact on this one is if you go to find Tidewalker right now, you can't find it. So they have a gin, they have a vodka, they have a rye whiskey. This Tidewalker bourbon whiskey you actually can't find on New England Distilling's website. So we might be tasting something that not everybody can get right now. Yeah, it reminds me of Tidewater. Yeah, maybe. Or what do you want to say, Zeke? What do you you want to get us going with? Do you want to just tell me... You're ranking what you thought they were. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, Then we'll talk about these. Well, I
1: don't have a ranking. I don't have what I thought there was wasn't. I have notes.
0: Okay, so let me, let me then just go, okay? <laughs> For me on this, I thought the first one I had was Tidewalker. The second one I had was Split Rock. The third one I had was 50 Stone. The fourth one I thought was Wiggly Bridge. The fifth one I thought was Old Port. And I ranked it four five three one two. Did you try these person before or something? No. I just made educated guesses based off of the information the context clues I had.
1: Clearly here, uh in case anyone didn't notice, John does a lot of this research here. I just tasted five random glasses that were put in front of me. He actually read into what was going into these and and what profiles you might could deduce from that.
0: So, how did I do? Jesus.
1: (laughs) I'm going to take some enjoyment here in the fact that John got five interesting palate profiles all correct. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah, well, I went from these labels, lightest to darkest, because there's no other way I could keep up with it. And I (laughs) you started spitting them out. I'm like, did he look at how I did this? No. John Edwards, connoisseur of northeastern, non-aged, corn whiskey. So. In the south, we call it shine.
0: (laughs) So let let me talk about this first, and then I'll let you talk, because I want you to know how... I did this.
1: Well, I mean, even looking at some of these labels or listening to you talk, like I, I can see it be very easily deductive reasoning. I used someone that just fumbled math for the past thirty-five minutes. I'm, I'm surprised still.
0: I I looked at the context clues <laughs> I had, and yes, <laughs> I do the research before. I, I really just thought, you know, with with the stuff that was there, I could. It was easy to tell. Let's start with the fifty stone. Do you want to know the order that yours were, though? I used Swaft.
1: All right, so it's probably easier for you to give your notes and then you tell me which one that was for me, and then I can give my notes.
0: Okay, if that if that's what you want to do. Let's start with number three for me. That was the fifty stone. And I think that was the easiest for me to identify. Because it was the malt. It was not a bourbon. It was an American malt. And for you, this one was your fourth. So I said on the nose, it was heavy malt and barley. The taste, I didn't mind the malt, but not much more than that. There were oats, somewhat beer-like. The finish was oat, but it wasn't the the most... Displeasing to me out of these five. Uh, it was just malt. It was heavy malt. It was pretty easy to figure out that that was the malted whiskey.
1: Interesting. So it's number four. I actually have malt as a note for one, but not this one. Number four, I thought it, the nose was heavier fruit than corn, but still very young. Palate. It reminded me of a high proof white wine. um, That was initially, then the corn really hit and then I put awful at the end.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about Tidewalker. That was my first, uh, your last. And the nose on this, I got astringent citrus, youthful nose, soft tingle on the, the taste of citrus and thin, but it was youthful and it was light with a tingle on the finish, slight heat, but it makes me think, and and I've been trying to actually place this for a while. I almost taste, when, when someone says it tastes young, I get a heavy citrus component whenever somebody says it tastes young. I don't know what you get, but I get a heavy citrus component.
1: I normally have more corn. I mean, to me, when I hear young, it's the first thing I revert to, and if anything, it's laughably, olfactory senses of being younger and having moonshine repeatedly, but it is what it is. For this uh, Tide Walker Texas Ranger, I thought the nose was very faint. It was the, the last that I had of this five run, and I put down that it Even though it was faint, it was nice at this point. I thought I might have a little bit of malt out of it, and at some point reminded me of a pencil eraser. Palette wise I thought it was a thin barley wine. Uh, It was bitter, and there was some licorice behind it.
0: Dear 8-pound, 6-ounce, little baby Jesus sitting in your manger, Uh -uh. I want to thank you for my two great kids, Walker, the Texas Ranger. Man... So next one, let's talk about Split Rock. That was your first one, my second one. The nose, I said, was not my favorite. It was corn and citrus, but almost tasted raw to me. Uh, The taste, I got raw corn, tastes like, for some reason, my factory senses took me to when I used to do a lot with horses, and I just got that taste like you're in a barn. I I don't know how to describe that or but and then the finish I said it lingers but I'm not sure if it was the best taste to linger in my mouth
1: <laughs> well based on that I'm not going to dive in any more memories you have from barn experiences but nose wise I thought this was wet fresh cut wood um like literally something sitting in a sawmill uh the fermentation factor of it seems strong to me that seems vague or random it, it just seemed like it it could have sat in a vat somewhere and fermented for a little while longer maybe a lot longer and then aged i don't know it just it it, it seemed like it reached for whatever reason um By fermentation being strong, I also put it was similar to B.O. All
0: right. On that note, let's go to Old Port, which was my number five. It was your number three. Um, I said the nose was one of the most unique noses I've ever found. It wasn't young. It was like a pear. I don't think I've ever nosed anything quite like it. It wasn't the most appealing it wasn't the worst. It was just a very unique nose. Uh, the taste, I said pear. The finish, I said slightly dry.
1: I mean, laughably, but in two or three of these, at least, I have pear mentioned somewhere in my notes for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just the nature of the pear. Seems like it's young in the fermentation process. I, I don't know. It's kind of what keep going back to our aging somewhere in there. Either way... I had young corn, fruit components, but a definite lack of age. Maybe even fermentation could have gone longer. Palette wise
0: I put chalk, bitter chalk. So last but not least, we have the Wiggly Bridge. And I think one of the most interesting components about this Wiggly Bridge, this was your number two, and this was my number four. But one of the most unique components of this Wiggly Bridge is this is the one that was aged the longest at four years. So the nose for this for me, I said, it's the sweetest so far. I don't get the youth like I do in the others. The taste, I said, it was not heavy, but not thin. It was right there in the middle. Uh, I got a huge dark chocolate vibe to this. And the finish, I said, the chocolate lingered. So it was the one that I found, it was a very, very easy decision to me that I enjoyed this one the most.
1: I think I could probably see that skimming over my notes. With that, nose wise and it was faint, a very
0: light singe, not sure the proof on this the proof is 96 so it was also the highest oh. proof out of all of
1: it interesting to have a light singe based on a group but uh, also part of the nose It's strawberry jam with a bit of pear jelly literally probably like a three-fourths to one-fourth ratio if you're putting that on a biscuit and something i don't know i was on the country all weekend there's
0: we were just eating strawberry preserves before we're we still, got like, out here.
1: Weekend back home, there's biscuits, toast, all kinds of preserves and jam. I don't know, so it could be, could be resonating more because of that. But literally, even if you go to McDonald's and get like those little uh, packets of strawberry and pear jam, whatever preserves jelly, go three fourths to one fourth. That's where you'll end up with this. Uh, it almost even hinted of champagne. I thought for whatever reason. I don't know. Champagne. Mm. Champagne's what they call it in the northeast, I think.
0: Champagne?
1: That's a southern derivative. <laughs> <laughs> Palate-wise, um, it seemed to have either toasted or seared corn, and that flavor profile grew. But then once the corn kind of left the building, it was just very,
0: very dry. I mean, just bone dry well for me I I think you're a pretty hard pass on all these
1: what I'm most concerned with especially based on some other stuff we've done and, and want to dabble into is this being the northeast where rye grains should grow better have better depth better character why is no one
0: putting out a rye well, you think about you know New England Distilling that put out that tide water. You can't find that tide water on their website now. It's just a rye whiskey in its place. Yeah, high tide washed it away. So maybe there's something to what you're saying there. I would get this Wiggly Bridge. I thought that was you know the price on these. Nothing's gonna kill you. Um, what was the Wiggly Bridge? It's sixty bucks. I wish you could see the
1: look on Zeke's face right now. I gave
0: you that quart jar of moonshine for free, son. I need a refund. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think I'd go for the other ones. I mean, the other ones are going to be anywhere from 40 to uh, 60 bucks. The The Wiggly Bridge was the one. I, I like the chocolate component to it, and, and I like that okay. I did not. You know, the Tidewater and the Split Rock... And I was really, really excited to try New England whiskeys. Uh, Zeke, in full disclosure, Zeke wasn't really feeling having some New England whiskey. I was very, very excited to actually put these to the test. I would say, though, there are components of these, and, and these were not our favorites, but there are components to these that I would like to see, if they put some more age behind them, what would happen. Because there's some promise. Well, but
1: I mean, you have to look at the climate. I mean, we've seen that with other places and other distilleries. I mean, if you don't have the weather influx, you're not going to generate the flavor profile that, that you want or people want or expect even.
0: you know, Unless what? you're going to take the the lamps from the weed plants and put them on the bourbon cask. Well, and and people don't talk about this enough and I'd like to do some research, but I almost think, I mean, cuz you can get into the 90s in New England, you can get some days over 100, but it's
1: for 6 weeks.
0: But wait, wait, wait. I almost think I wonder what the humidity does because the the humidity is noticeably different between New England and the South. And I almost wonder it That humidity on top of the heat even does more for the aging.
1: I mean, the guy I work with is born and raised from Maine. He told me there's maybe a six-week window of when anyone should want to ever be there. (laughs) Six weeks.
0: I don't know. Maine's got some good lobster. I want to be there all the time. I'd be sitting there eating some lobster, though.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. if you think that lobster's worth drinking this stuff?
0: I almost went to college in Maine. Jesus, John.
1: Hey, there's some really good schools up there. Immediately following this tape and there, will have been an intervention?
0: There there are some really (laughs) good schools up there that wanted to uh, have me go to their school for free to play football, and that makes you think twice about being in the snow in the winter. So cold. In New England. No. But. All right, Zeke, where do you fall on these? Would you not get any of them?
1: I'm super appreciative for the samples as always. Um, To me, it it seems like almost like a passion project, but you didn't allow yourself the right environment or or put yourself in a place to really expect success. I mean, from the other craft distillers we've had stuff from that get further outside from the the heat region and the influx of temps, etc. You just don't see the aging I mean it's like some of them in Western places they've got eight or nine year stocks that clearly have not had a solid relationship, so to speak, with that barrel um you know they're not doing a twenty toe showdown they're doing like a two thumbs or something.
0: They're not doing the bull dance they're not feeling the flow there's
1: no twenty toes
0: they're not working it.
1: <laughs> um But no, at the same time, I'm even more baffled by the rye thing. From the little bit of surface we have scratched, rye seems to be where it's at the further north you get, especially the more that grain has had to endure and the more character it has.
0: I'd like to see some more age on these. I would also like to see where the finishing, you know, if they were to put some finishes on here. I think there are components of these, and I hate... And I hate when people just kind of throw out Young whiskeys on face value and don't give them a chance. I think there are some finishes that you could naturally marry up with the tasting notes that are on these that could be interesting. So I'd like to see where these guys all take it. I'm... You know, there's a clear number one for me out of these, and that's the Wiggly Bridge. I would like to thank Rick again for sending them, and that's mainly Bourbon on Instagram. Go find him and follow him. But I'd be interested in, you know, waiting a year or two and coming back and trying these again. Yeah. We'll see anyways go ahead and find us on instagram at dad's drinking bourbon find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon find us on twitter at bourbon dads you can follow our podcast on apple google play stitcher Podknife, spotify iheart radio youtube a bunch of other places you can find us please go on leave us a five-star review if you can Also, write us a review. People don't realize how much that actually helps, but when people are going through and trying to find a new podcast to listen to, if they see an actual written review, they can learn a little bit about us. If you're not giving us a five-star review, please reach out to us and tell us why first. We want to make it better rather than you put something out there. We're we're open. We're happy to help. We're happy to talk to you about it. Uh, But please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Visit us on the web at dadsdrinkingbourbon.com. We're always thinking of good ways to use that website. So if there's anything you think we should do with that website, reach out to us and tell us what that is. Zeke, where else can the people find us?
1: Most days right here in Nashville, Tennessee. This is a cut that you can go back and add in before that ramble when people quit listening. But also as a sidebar to reiterating um, the quality of rise that we found from that northeastern or northern area, the Whistlepig pick that John and I were in on as part of the Elixir Spirits pick, part of the Whis- Whiskey House pick, that should be coming soon. We hope to have more details in the next 7 to 14 days, but we really hope to be able to CNS as many as possible. Please shoot us a message if interested. We're working out the finite details, but uh we, we we really want to share the love here.
0: No, I'm gonna leave that at the end and see who actually listens all the way through. Okay. All right, well we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Ciao.